Welcome to season three of the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. This show is designed specifically for ambitious moms, dads, husbands, and wives to help you get money out of the way so you can start living life on your own terms. And if you're finally ready to transform the way you do money, come sign up for one of our free resources at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show was designed to change just that. I am your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar DuPaz, and this is episode number 44. And today we're going to talk financial intelligence. If you ever want to get to that point to where you want to be able to discern what money is for you, what all these 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 words and, and all this stuff really means and how it applies to your life, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about how do you get to the place of financial intelligence? How do you increase your financial IQ? And it's four very specific phases that you need to know about and have to understand in order to get to that point, in order to get to that point where you're quick, fast with it when it comes to your money. I want to make sure that we get that. Uh, but if this is your first time tuning in, let me first say welcome. Thank you. Don't know how you found us, but I do appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal fi- finance podcast. We don't talk about money in the sense of we go through the jargon. You won't hear that stuff. You hear about stocks and bonds and mutual funds and things that you hear on CNBC and Fox Business. We talk about money, how it re- applies to you, real life, how you could take your ambitions, right? Use your dollars and make them happen for you? How can you raise amazing families? How can you go out and see the world? How can you do the things you want to do on your terms and not by money's terms or by your job's terms or by your mom's terms or anybody else's terms but your own? So again, I'd like to welcome you. Thanks. If you listen to this, you have officially become a misfit. If you want to become a dig more into how we do and what we do, consider joining the misfits. Come over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. Take the jumpstart email course or come join the Misfits or get signed up for the next available boot camp that we got coming up. Uh, do those things. We want to literally help you get your money right in ways that nobody else is talking to us about out there right now. So with that being said, uh, let me uh, let me talk about the boot camp because we just had our very first boot camp. Uh, this last week on MLK Day, and it was, in my opinion, a total success. Uh, I am so proud of those who showed up and came and and learned and faced money, took their money and just really just went face to face with it and really got down to the nitty gritty of what do we do with our dollars? How do we manage this thing? How do we get rid of the money fights? How do we live on last month's income? How do we really get control of our money and live life on our own terms and not the other way around? So it was a a success. And I think in all phases, it was a fun deal. It went on for hours, which, which is what I planned. But I think everybody got their questions answered and everybody came out completely enlightened 
And uh, after the high wears off, maybe we can get a few people to come on and talk to you about it. If you missed it, uh, if you were not able to get into this boot camp because it sold out or you maybe you waited too late or whatnot, uh, we'll have another one. Uh, in order to find out when that next one will be, make sure you're at least a misfit. If not, if you really want to know, you want to get directly on the waiting list, head over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash bootcamp, and that'll take you to the waiting list page. And when we get this thing scheduled and sent out, uh, once I get it all locked out, I'll I'll send it out to the people that's on that list who want to know, because I don't want to bother anybody who doesn't really want to know about it. And uh, when we open it up again, Again, there's only a few spots. We're going to keep it uh, small because I think the small groups work really well. One, people feel safe. It's a safe place to come and talk about money and talk about the issues. I'm really transparent about our money. I show you exactly how we do it, uh, how we're able to own a home, own a couple of cars, uh, save and invest, how we're able to ball out when we want to, how we're able to not have money fights and do all that on one income. With four kids, or actually three kids, one on the way, and a wife that stays at home on a firefighter's income, uh, we'll show you exactly how we get that done. And I promise you, it's going to be money like you've never learned before. Uh, and that's just a consensus that I get from uh, that I got from everybody on the first boot camp. So uh, sign up for that yourmoneyright.com forward slash boot camp, and you will be first to notified. First to be notified when the next one. Uh, it comes out. So I'm excited about that. That is something I'm really glad that we did. And I'm really looking forward to moving forward and doing that a whole lot more. Uh, and other news. Let's see what else we got going on. Um, we talked about this last week, but President Obama is bowing out. We got a new president coming in, President uh, Trump. And so things should be exciting, right? Things it should be an interesting next four years or even next four months. You never know with this Trump guy. But I just want to tell you because there's a lot of uh, tension right now in the media, a lot of tension right now amongst friends, Democrats, Republicans, black and white and green and yellow. Everybody's got this tension about themselves. But let me let me remind you that the president of the United States is a very important position. But the most important position in your life is a position that you sit in right now is the, is the captain seat. You are control or in control of how you respond to life. Okay. Uh, the president, the secretary of state, the governor of your state, your mama, your boss, nobody controls your outcome more than you do. Okay. So it's not worth losing friends over. <laughs> okay. Uh, because these people will become, they will come and they will go. Right. Politicians come in the game, they get what they're supposed to get. And they get out of the way. You never hear from him again. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, Donald Trump is not a politician. Yes, he is. OK, he's a politician. He's a businessman. And nowadays in this country uh, where we are on the borderline fascist uh, businessmen uh, easily become politicians or at least they pay for some politicians and stuff like that. So either way, none of that matters. What matters is what you do with your life, what you do with your money and what you can change. I'm not saying let me say this. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter because it's important, right? It's important who we select as our leaders, right? But, but you are more control of your life than anybody else, right? So I just want to get that off my chest. Uh, I've had a, quite a few talks with a lot of people about that. 
so this is keep going. And also, I want to say uh, thank you for everybody who reached out to me who really appreciated last week's episode. If you have not listened to episode number 43, we talk about the cost of being average, the heartbreaking cost of being average. I really dig into that. And uh, I hope you can feel my passion in that because I'm so serious that we've got to do more. We've got to do better. The average person won't listen to this podcast, right? You know that. I know that. It's okay. But those of us who will, those of us who want to go above and beyond, we have to carry that torch so we can help those out who will remain in that average place or even let our light shine enough to where they want to come out of the place of being average. They understand that being average is not a safe place to be anymore. Right. Um, So thank you, everybody who reached out to me and said they appreciated that episode. Uh, I am blessed by that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And also, we got a new review and I want to read that to you. I got to find my phone here because I don't have it. But I saw a new review. And it really excited me. So what I want to do, because I'm so happy about that, is read the review because I appreciate reviews. If you want to know how to leave a review, just search Get Your Money Right in your uh, iTunes app on your phone. If you search it, click on it, you'll see a little tab that says review and you just leave a review. Now, uh, the other way to get to it is to head over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash review and it will open up an iTunes uh, webpage for you, the iTunes app for you, and you'll see the little tab that says review and leave a review. I would really appreciate it if y'all did that because here's the deal. The more reviews we get, the more iTunes shows up for us, the more they uh, put the name out and we can help more people with the more people that get uh, that get abreast to what we're doing and how we're doing it and all that good stuff because that's the mission, right? That's the mission to get this word out and get people freed uh, from their, uh, their issues when it comes to money. Cause that's, we don't, we're not good with money cause we don't talk about money and that's what we want to do. So this, uh, this review is from L Perkins and it says on point and on time in all caps. I like that. I like that. Uh, it says sup all, I can't really say enough about getting your money, right? A very important subject that doesn't get the kind of exposure that it really needs for everyone. The subject matter is important, but for uh, POC, which stands for people of color, I believe it couldn't be more on time. We have sat by too long and watched as our people didn't have much and couldn't pass anything on to our children. No longer get your money right. So theirs will be right. Thanks, Jamar. Keep up the great work. Thank you, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Perkins. I don't really know, but I do appreciate that. I mean, that. Those are the type of things that make me keep going, right? That makes me want to keep getting on here, bringing the real talk behind money, bringing perspectives that we've never been talked to before and uh, keeping keeping our like I said, I do this for the culture. Right. And we keep this thing moving and we do better. I'm a big fan of legacy, leaving inheritance for your children's children's children's. And we talk about that even in the boot camp. We talked about that. It was a little bonus. I wasn't planning on it. Uh, but we talked about the Rockefeller methods and how the Rockefellers did it and how uh, we'll be teaching that to everybody. Maybe I'll do a whole episode on that as well. But uh, thank you so much for those reviews. I, I really do appreciate that. So if you want to leave a review again, you can just search to get your money right podcast and whatever podcast app you listen to and leave a review right there. Or you can head over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash review and it will open up uh, the iTunes store for you and you can leave a review. You'll see the review tab right there next to it. So again, thank you so much for that. And 
let me quit blabbing. Let's get on with the show. So financial intelligence, right? Uh, financial intelligence is is one of those things that um, it may seem very abstract in on the surface, but it's specific, right? And it's it's important that we define these things. You know, I'm a big fan of words, and, and words matter, right? In the beginning, there was the word, and the word was God. So, words are important. Words are everything, right? Uh, and if we don't understand the words. A lot of times people can manipulate us a lot. Uh, They can manipulate us easily. Right. So let's talk about what are the four specific phases of financial intelligence, those things that you got to go through. You got to understand to get financial intelligence. So so first, let's define what intelligence is. And I just looked up the Internet to to see what the word intelligent is uh, defined as. It basically states displaying or characterizing by quickness or understanding sound thought or good judgment, right? So displaying quickness and understanding, right? And having a sound thought and good judgment about whatever the topic is. So we want to make sure we have financial intelligence, right? Which is displaying uh, quickness and of understanding when it comes to our finances, right? And having sound thought and good judgment around our finances. So that's what we want to we want to look at and think about. And that's the goal when we talk about uh, when we talk about literacy and education and all those things. So here's some synonyms when it comes to intelligence. Right. Uh, being smart. Right. Being canny. Being astute. Being intuitive. Insightful. Discerning. Perceptive. These are things that we want to be when especially when it comes to our finances, because if somebody comes to us and they tell us some nonsense and we have that ability to discern this nonsense we could protect ourselves, right? We won't fall for the Madoffs. We won't fall for the the check cashing places. We won't fall for the you know the title loans. We won't fall for the you know the income tax loans. Things like that. We won't fall for certain things where we can discern what people are telling us doesn't match up with what our goals are, right? So because there's always new financial products that come out. Uh, it seems like every year somebody has some new deal they want to come out. It's a new hot thing to invest in, whether it's some universal life insurance policy or it's some type of uh, new uh, network marketing company or if it's some type of new, you know, uh, new currency that you can that, you know, that you can uh, invest in. that's going to be big over the summer and yada, yada, yada. When you have some intelligence about yourself, you can protect yourself from uh, risking all your money and falling for those type of things. And a lot of times those things are good deals. Right. But if you have the financial intelligence, you can know that if you don't, you're just gambling because you're not aware of it. So let's go through it. And I want to first start off with the first phase. And the first phase is the one thing that a lot of people feel like is the most important thing, and that is literacy. We hear this a lot about financial literacy, that uh, our people are not financial literate. People are not, you know, they need to understand literacy, financial literacy, 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 literacy. So what defines literacy? Literacy is basically the ability to read and write. So now if we look at financial literacy, you maybe want to think the ability to read and write or understand, you know, uh, the definitions when it comes to finances. And this is good, right? It's good that you understand what a stock is. It's good that you understand what a life insurance policy is. It's good that you understand what a mortgage is. It's good that you understand uh, a lot of the advanced things. What's the market? What's the Forex? What's the economy? What's a stock put? What's a margin? Uh, What's ROI or return on investment? 
all these things you want to know, right? You want to know what these words are. You want to know what these words mean. Here's the challenge. A lot of times we stop there. We think because we know what a stock is, we're prepared to get into the stock market and invest in it, right? So many schools, so much of the information that's out there about finances, so many things that you can Google, so to speak, just focused on financial literacy, right? But that's only one part of the puzzle. There's so much more than just that. That is the beginning. But a lot of times we stop right there. I talk about this a lot about how, you know, we go to school, we get an education, we get a job and we just stop. We just stop right there. We stop at the workforce and we just coast and hoping that we can retire at 65 years old. Right. It's funny how we progress our entire lives from kindergarten to grade school to middle school to high school to college. Sometimes we go get a master's. Sometimes we go get a Ph.D. We go get a job and then we stop at the job market. Right. Jobs are just a temporary stop. Right. Once you get the job, what you want to do is become an entrepreneur. You want to be that type of person that is an asset to the workplace. And you want to learn from the workplace. And then from there, maybe you want to go into having uh, maybe your own business. Right. And then start investing. These are levels that you want to go to. You want to keep moving. You don't want to stop there. Same thing with our, our financial intelligence. The first phase is financial literacy, but you don't stop at the first phase. That's just the beginning. That's just understanding. Okay, this is the word. That's what that word means. Okay, now what do we need to do with that word? It's just like my son right now, he's uh, in kindergarten and he is reading. He understands the words. He understands how to break down the words. He can look at a word and read it, right? He can say it out loud. But the next level of that is comprehension, right? So he can read a sentence and he did, he does very well with that. But now I go, okay, now read me the sentence back again and tell me what it's saying in your own words, right? So that's ultimately what we want to get to is being able to take the literacy, take the words and be able to fully understand them, get that intelligence behind them, right? So the, the next phase after financial literacy is financial education. So you may be saying, well, literacy is education or the process of education. Well, I just, Taking this word right here out of the dictionary, education is an enlightening experience, right? Just out of the dictionary. A process of receiving systemic instructions, okay? So this is kind of what we do here on the podcast, right? Literacy is the definitions, it's the words, being able to read the words and kind of know what they are. Education takes it a step further. Further, right? We take the words and we get ourselves educated. We get an enlightening, enlightening experience behind it. So education is an experience, right? It's a process. It's a process of receiving systemic instruction. So kind of like this podcast, right? I kind of also equate this to like literacy. Literacy is like elementary school, right? And then like education, when you start getting these enlightening experiences are like a high school and college where you're starting to get these systemic processes to a particular end, right? So there's there's that difference between literacy and education. Now, a lot of people go to education, right? So they go to, okay, now I understand the words. Let me get a little bit more educated. Let me get a bit more experience. Let me get a systemic, uh, maybe they'll take a course on, um, 
on stock market or something like that. Maybe they uh, they'll read a book on it. Right. These are these are the things that we'll go understand from the library. Right. We'll go to the library. We'll go to a bookstore, we'll buy a book to get a little bit more of experience, a little bit more systemic uh, uh, instructions when or receiving the systemic instructions when it comes to our finances. And that's good. Right. But that's only phase two. Right. Because nobody stops. Well, some people do. <laughs> you don't want to stop at high school. You want to stop at just college. The next phase of financial intelligence is what we do, um, you know, like when we do the boot camps. Right. The things that we're planning to put in, put in place at the yourmoneyright.com site. The boot camp is the next stage and that's called uh, training. Right. So financial training is the next step. So you say, well, what's the difference between education and training? If you look at education, it's an enlightening experience. It's opening your eyes. It's being able to uh, 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 expand your horizons to see what else is out there and expose you to everything that's out there. Right. So that education, when it comes to our finances, maybe teach you about uh, generally about real estate, maybe teach you generally about stocks, maybe treat you generally about uh, what to do um, if you're going to invest in a business, what to do if you're going to purchase a life insurance policy. Right. But now training, training is a little bit more direct. Right. So I just based on definitions, here's what I got. Training is the action of teaching a person or a particular skill or a type of behavior. Right. So I equate this to, you know, if you go to high school, you go to college, that's your education. Right. And then when you get the job, they have to train you to do your job. Right. So, OK, you got the education, you got the degree. We understand you know how to read, write, maybe socially, you know, maybe you study certain things. If you're you're a civil engineer, you understand you got the education around that. Right. You've been enlightened about that. Now. Now you got the job. OK, you understand this. Now, here's what we need you to do. Right. Here is the specific training. Here's what we're going to do on the job training. This is what you need to do with your hands. Right. And that's the difference between like what we talk about here on the podcast and then what we do in our courses and classes. The courses and classes, the boot camp is training. Right. Here's what to do with your dollar when it comes in. Here's what to do. Here's how to here's how to uh, actually speak to your spouse when it comes to dollars. Here's how to actually uh, construct your 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 accounts to where it's set up this way, where you can create a a framework for yourself to be able to accomplish all those things you want to do. Do you want to save? This is exactly how we do it. Do you want to uh, pay off some debt? This is exactly how we do it. So that's training. It's literally telling you and showing you. And as it says here, the action of teaching a person a particular skill. So we're actually giving you those particular skills that you need to apply your literacy and your education. Another example, a few years ago, uh, I got into, and I think I've talked to you about this before. Um, I wanted to learn, um, I wanted to get into real estate uh, and I, I didn't want to do it with a whole lot of leverage where I had to borrow a bunch of money and things like that, but I also didn't have much money. So I couldn't just like go through and put 10% down, 20% down on some, on some houses. So I was, I learned uh, about wholesaling real estate, right? So the literacy aspect is understanding what wholesale real estate was, right? So once I understood what what it was, what the definition of it was, then I got educated on it. What is wholesale real estate? What can I do with it? Is it a good th- fit for me? Um, how can I do it? That type of thing, right? So I found out about it. I got educated on what it is. And then what I did was I took a course. I paid somebody to give me some training on it. So they gave me a little bit more education in the course, 
But then they gave me hands-on training by actually walking through my first few transactions with me, right? That was the hands-on. Okay, this is what the contract looks like. And then we put a contract in. Somebody counters contract. Okay, so I say to them, hey, somebody countered this contract. What do I do now? Okay, this is how you handle when somebody counters a contract. That was the hands-on training, right, when it comes to that. When I was in the fire, when I was in uh, in the fire academy, right? Those of you know I'm a firefighter. When I was in the fire academy, when we first got in, we had to learn, we had to understand the words, definitions of things, right? We had to know what a pumper was. We had to know what a ladder truck was. We had to know uh, what a gated Y. We had to know all these terminology that we use in a fire service. We had to understand the definitions of them, right? But then we had to be educated on how to apply these things, right? This is what we would use them for. Okay, this is what we would use a ladder for. This is what we would use a 24 foot ladder for. This is what we use a gated wire for. This is what we use a Siamese appliance for. This is what we do this for. Right. That was the education. And then there was the training. Right. We had to get out. We set the building on fire, at least smoked it up, put the fire gear on our face and they would black us out. And we'd actually go apply the literacy, the education. And now we're going to go through mock scenarios of of how we would handle a, a, these particular situations, these particular skills. Okay, you know what a fire hose is, but then now you need to know how to get it off the fire truck, right? How do you get water from the hydrant all the way to the fire? Those things were specific trainings, right? Not just education, because now we were going through the scenarios. Same thing with uh, the difference between financial literacy, financial intelligence, and financial training. In these boot camps, we are literally training these specific skills. When I went to that wholesale and real estate course, they gave me specific skills outside of the education, right? That's where the rubber begins to meet the road. Now, there's one last phase, very specific phase that you need to understand and know about, and that is the financial application, right? None of this can come full circle unless you understand that you have to apply these things, When you apply this stuff, that's when it really begins to sink in. That's when you really start to get the benefits of financial intelligence because you've been through it before. Right now, if you got a good understanding when your literacy phase and you got good understanding in your education phase and you you got some training uh, from the right people or people to understand you, then this part comes with a lot less hiccups than if you try to do it the other way around. Right. A lot of us get the literacy. And then we try to apply. Right. Not necessarily getting the 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 education to whether or not this is even for us or something we want to do or that benefits us the most. And a lot. Of, and we don't get the training. Nobody sits down with us and gives us the hands on aspect of it. Right. Um, sometimes you would get that. Like I remember we uh, we were taught to write uh, how to write a check. Right. Now, I can probably count on my hands and toes how many checks I've written in my life. Right. But that was that was particularly training. Right. It wasn't very enlightening. Right. Uh, Well, I guess it was. It was it was the first time I I never really knew how to write a check or anything like that. But that was training. And I really and then you really understand it once you start applying it. Right. But the financial intelligence is when you combine all these things and be able to discern whether or not this is for you, whether you're supposed to use it or not. Right. So that's what we want to get to. We want to understand these things. Right. First phase is literacy. It's good to have literacy. Most people stop there. Most educational sources when it comes to our finances stop there. How do I know? Because 
you know, I got obsessed about money and I, I went, I took courses and I, I read books and I, I would do all these things. And I, I know a lot of literacy. It's like, it's like medical terminology, right? Um, you could know medical terminology left and right. But do you understand differential diagnosis? Right. Do you understand the whole picture when people come in? Right. Have you been trained on how to deal with people from particular? Let's say you're a doctor. Have you been trained on how to deal with people with particular ailments, people with particular uh, cultural backgrounds, people who has particular affinities to certain things? Have you been trained in that in that specific manner, in that specific way? I don't care if you understand the uh, the literacy, if you understand the medical terminology, that's just step one. Right. That's 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 undergrad stuff. Right. Uh, But once you get into your residency, once you're trying to get cut loose and do this thing full time, you better know a whole lot more than just medical terminology or you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get sued more likely and lose your back. Same thing with our finances. We got to get more. We got to move past just financial literacy. Right. That's just step one. Right. We, we have got to stop making our minimums our maximums, right? I've, I've said this before and, and we're talking about it and, and I, I got some, some flack behind it because, you know, there are a lot of people upset that fast food workers weren't getting $15 an hour. Look, you know, I want them to get paid as much as possible. I want everybody to get paid as much as possible. But here's the deal. Uh, being a cashier at a fast food place is just step one. Right. It's a stepping stone. You, you don't. You know, I, I really don't want to offend anybody. Right. But he, here's the deal. If you want if you're an ambitious person, let me put it this way. If you're an ambitious person. Being a cashier at a fast food restaurant is not in your future. Right. It, it, maybe you got to stop there. Right. Start there. Uh, but you only start there. It's just the beginning. Right. It's not your maximum. You don't you know, it's to make fifteen dollars an hour is a short term gain. Right. That's cool. But you're not going to concentrate on that. You're not going to focus your energy protesting, trying to get yourself fifteen dollars an hour when you what you could be doing is increasing your skills to move beyond that. Right. So where you understand that you're bringing more value to the hour than just fifteen dollars, where a company has to keep you because you are so valuable, where you uh, are no longer even employable because you know so much and you're so skilled that nobody else could pay you enough to do anything, right? Where you now you're working for yourself, where you're so skilled that now other people are working for you. Not only are you responsible for your life and your income and your money and your family, but now you've hired people and you're feeding their families, right? And you're responsible for them because you have gotten your skills up so so well that now you are a job creator, Right? That's what we want to get to. We want to, we don't want to stop at cashier. We don't want to stop at employee. We don't want to stop at financial literacy. We need to keep going because those are the minimums, right? We're setting new standards as misfits, right? Misfits don't stand still. We talked about this last week. We don't stand still. We keep moving, right? We got to understand that what we want to get to is the person that uh, is creating the jobs. We are the investors of the world, right? So we can make things move so we can create economies for our own selves. 
Right. So we're no longer having our children beg for jobs, but but actually having our children come work for us and learn the game. Right. From a different perspective. Because here's the deal. The people who get those jobs, uh, they have good relationships with people in those positions. And we want to do the same thing. I think I was watching uh, Damon Dash uh, on. um, Maybe I'll try to link to it, too. I think it was a breakfast club. He was a little bit rude. He's a little bit brash or whatnot, but he was making sense. Right. He was talking to the guys that are there at the breakfast club. Say, look, can you give your job to your child? Can you leave your job to your children? And if the answer is no, then what are you going to leave them? Right. He's trying to build it for his children. He's trying to build it for his last name. And we all need to be doing that. Having a job is square is square zero. Right. That's 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 the minimum. And we have to stop making our minimums our maximums. And that understanding that these are four phases of financial intelligence will get us there. That you start off with literacy, right? Being able to read and write the jargon. Then we get the education, the enlightenment. We see what's out there, see what's available for us, right? Stock market is not for everybody. Real estate is not for everybody. Owning a business is not for everybody. All these things are not for everybody, but you have to understand what's out there to try to figure out if it is for you or not, right? Understand it. Go out and learn it. Go out and educate it. Get get yourself exposed to it. That's what this podcast is. This podcast is the education aspect of it. I don't do a whole lot of the literacy thing, right? We, We talk about uh, how to expand your horizon, how to open your eyes, how to see what's available out there, how to be able to discern all those things, right? How to make money and apply it to your life, right? We really want to focus on financial intelligence here, but this is just the path, right? And then the training. The training is what we do with the webinars. The training is what we do with the boot camp. The training is what we're going to be doing with the, the courses that come come forward and things like that. Because I do want to teach wholesale real estate, right? I do want to teach uh, basics of stock market. I got some friends who are great at this stuff, right? And I'm going to bring them in and they can literally teach and show us how to do it. Give us the hands-on training, right? Because a lot of that is missing for us, right? Uh, because we don't have maybe an uncle or a dad or a mom or a whole family that has been doing this for a long time, right? That's making their living off of it. So we have to kind of depend on others, Right. On each other, really. And that's what the whole misfit thing is about. Bringing us together so we can talk about this stuff, understand this stuff, apply this stuff together. Right. And grow together. I told you I'm selfish. The reason why I'm doing all this is because I want rich friends. Right. I want you to be rich and I want you to be my friend so we can go out and do some crazy stuff. Right. Start some businesses and and go see the world and uh, save save economies and and build our own towns and cities and yada, yada, yada. Right. That's my selfish reasons for doing this. Right. And I also understand that if I can help you, I know that you would end up helping me because there are skills that you have that I don't. And we're going to partner together and do some crazy stuff together. That's my selfish motivation. Right. So. That's what we'll be doing in the trainings. But then the, after the training is the application. Those who went through the boot camp with us uh, Monday, they're now in the application mode, right? Applying the stuff that we were that they were trained on in the boot camp, right? And we'll be keeping in touch and, and things like that. And we'll have things where we would uh, be able to check in and come back and ask questions and we get answers and all that stuff taken care of. But that's what the, that's the phase that they're in now. And once they begin to apply that stuff, 
They become intelligent. They are able to discern what's for them, what's not for them. They're able to discern, okay, they have good judgment behind it. Because remember, the definition of intelligent is displaying or characterizing by quickness of understanding, right? Sound thought, good judgment. And when you can really understand something, right? I'd say it all the time. Don't just get your money. Get your money. Understand it. Focus on it. Think about it. Right. Pay attention to it. But guess what happens? The person who pays the most attention to your money gets it. Right. And there are corporations and banks and, and, and all types of people out there that are paying more attention to your money than you are. That's why they get more of it than you. Right. Remember, I had a mentor that <laughs> and I've said this before and I've said it several times. He asked me, he said, man, have, do you have a thousand dollars in the bank? And at the time I didn't. Right. I didn't have a thousand dollars in the bank. And he says, you've been working for 10 years or more. And I was like, yeah, I've been working for 10 years or more. He's like, okay, let's say you've been working for 10 years. You mean to tell me you have not been able to put aside for yourself $100 a year? And it hit me in the chest like a brick. Because first I got mad, right? I was like, man, you don't even know me. Don't be talking to me like that, right? But he was telling the truth, right? Here I am, a grown man. I don't have a thousand dollars in my name and I've been working for at least 10 years. So that means I haven't been able to put aside one hundred dollars a year for myself. A hundred dollars a year is like eight dollars a month. Two dollars a week. Right. Because I wasn't paying attention to my money, but other people were paying attention to my money. And guess what they got planned for me and my money? Not much. Not for me anyway. Right. And it's the same thing for you. Right. I will say the same thing. If you don't have a thousand dollars and you've been working for 10 years or more, you've got to do something different. You've got to do something different, because if you don't anything, do anything different, guess what you're going to get? The same stuff. Right. Because there's nothing new under the sun. After spring comes summer, after summer comes fall, after fall comes winter, the same stuff happens over and over and over again. You got to do something different. Right. And not just different for the sake of being different, but you got to pro- you got to progress. You got to move forward. Right. Which is the key to happiness, by the way. The key to happiness is progress. And all you got to do is see a little bit of it. The system that we teach in the boot camps show you how to be able to see progress and show you how to make progress systemic. Well, you don't even have to think about it. No more financial decision to fatigue. Right. Do that. I know I'm kind of promoting the boot camp pretty heavily, but. I believe in it, especially after seeing the first the first class go through with us the other day and how just eye opening it was for so many people. Right. What we do works. So I'm going to promote it. Right. Because if I don't, it's just like if a truck. In the middle of highway full of gold and money broke open and we can go get as much as we want to. I'd be crazy not to go tell my homeboys and my friends about it, right? Hey, look, man, this, there's money flying out the sky. You need to know about this, right? I'd be real selfish if I didn't tell them about it. The same thing with the boot camps right now. It's how I feel right now. Based on the feedback that I've gotten, based on the life that me and my wife lives, right? The the lack of arguing over over money, the, the, the clarity that we have over things, I'm going to promote this thing like crazy because I think uh, it's probably the most important work that I can do. It's the most important contribution that I can make in general, right? To people who care. So 
With that being said, the four specific phases of financial intelligence, you got to get all four of them, right? If you want to be financially intelligent, intelligent, you want to increase your financial IQ, you've got to go through it. The first phase is literacy. Then there's education. Then there's training. You got to get the hands-on training. And then there's application. You can't get past anything without the application because you have to make the mistakes, right? The, the wisdom, the skills comes from the mistakes you make. Right. It comes from actually going out there and putting it together. When I did this boot camp it was the first time I did the boot camp. I learned so much. Right. I made so many mistakes. I got a whole list of them. I, got, I mean, a list of them. But although the, the boot camp was a success. I now have some improvements to make and I got some progress to make. Right. So the next people who, who see the boot camp, uh, they'll get a little bit better experience. Right. Because I've learned a little bit more. But that's also why. The prices will go up gradually because the more the better I get, the the more equipment we get, the, we'll get the HD videos and we'll get the we get all kinds of things going on. It'll be a, a such a valuable resource to everybody. And I'm so excited about that. So got to get the literacy, got to get the education, you got to get the hands on training. Right. And then apply it, put it out in practice in the real world, get your hands dirty and make it work. But what happens is if you get the literacy, the education and the training before you do the application, you'll make fewer mistakes and you'll know what the obstacles will be coming down the road. And that right there can accelerate you years, years in advance. You that's that's the thing I love about books, the things I love about this podcast, things I love about training and being able to invest in yourself. What it took me and my wife to create and come up with over seven years, you literally can spend a couple hours with us on the boot camp and fast forward. You you don't have to go through those seven years that we went through. Isn't that amazing? That's what I love about a book. Somebody can take their entire life experiences, right? Put it in pages and written form for you and you get to soak up on their own mistakes. You get to get you get to get their life experiences within a few hours of reading a book. That's powerful, right? Powerful. It's good stuff. But that's all I got. So appreciate you listening. Uh, I hope you found this uh, in a good in a good spirit. I hope that uh, if I uh, maybe upset you a little bit with last week's episode, maybe this week builds you up a little bit. Right. Gives you a little bit of something that you can work with to move forward with uh, and uh, and feel good about. Right. Because that's what we want to do. We want to feel good about our money. Right. Because we want to understand our money. We want to get our money. And get our money, right? That's what we are all about on this deal. So I appreciate you so much listening. Again, you want to find out more about what we do, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. If you think this show could help one person, think about one person you think this show can help, all right? You got that one person in your head? You want two? Just think about one. Think one person and share this with that one person, okay? Send them a text with the link right send them to my website whatever it is share this episode with just one person if you think this was helpful if you think this could bless somebody just share it out and also remember you can leave us a rating and review on itunes even stitcher google play all that good stuff and that's all i got for today (laughs) right thank you so much for listening i truly appreciate you being here i love you god bless P.S. and P.S.
that we're talking about 